0: From the evil hotel room 1408, it's the IGN Digital. Now, please welcome two men who were not even invited to the celebration Wade Major and Mark Kaiser. 1408 and the celebration, Bob? You don't want to know. I do. Really? Who sent it? Yeah. Honestly? Okay. Yasmin Amid Abdi Jama. That's Yasin. Bob Johnson. No, it's Yasin. Yasin, who uh, actually is our—he uh, is our—manages the Facebook page. And uh, would you just, never go on? Which oh, I—I've you know, been busy, man. I'm calling you out. You never go on it. I know. I, I go on in spurts, and I'll be on this week. I was on. I was on this last week. I was was on. Okay. And it's been transitioned into the new Facebook group thing. That I don't, I,
1: I, I don't know what, the, you know what, there's, there's stuff going on with Facebook. I just, you know what, I just want to fall asleep, wake up in six months, and whatever Facebook is going to become, wake me up then.
0: Yeah, but it's always going to be in flux. It's always going to be becoming something different because it's got to make money somehow.
1: I have to say that, that there's something. We oh, don't
0: pay. Nobody pays to be on Facebook, so they're making money by doing other things that are nefarious and subversive.
1: Well, that's the thing. I I I, I feel <laughs> that with with a couple more missteps, Facebook will have this evil empire sort of uh, taint to it.
0: Yeah, well, it I really it, do. I feel it, like
1: there's privacy concerns. And in fact, there was a well, guy, there was a guy who created this little um, widget, where the widget says, you know, normally when when you're on Facebook and you mm-hmm. log off, right, you presumably log off. You are no right. longer on Facebook. Turns out that when you log off of Facebook. You're not actually logged off. And so this guy created this funny little widget where when you're on Facebook, instead of saying log off, it says log off, parentheses, not really. Because it turns out that you're really not logging off. Facebook is just changing your status to like not hanging around, around, not currently here, whatever. But you're you're still logged on. There really is no way to log log off. Yes. And now that's becoming a big deal, too.
0: Which is weird because I know people who have passed on, who still have Facebook pages. So technically, Facebook could be immortality, God. right?
1: You know, everybody is um, basically immortal now thanks to the internet. Yeah, it's true. Everybody You know, you know when you when you when you pass away, when you die, your blogs, I know, your we'll YouTube videos be there forever, always be there forever. That's
0: sad. It's terrifying. And speaking of evil empire, I was finally able. To amputate a set of the Star Wars Blu-rays out of uh, Lucasfilm.
1: Yeah, but wait, I bought one. I was able to. I bought one.
0: I know you did. Because well, we'll
1: I, knew, I knew you wouldn't be able to get two from, from yeah. the studio.
0: Well, there it is. And by the way, they're great. And, uh, oh, I should say, right off the top, we, um, we have a giveaway. What? Yes, we do. Uh, we are giving away, and it's, it's a DVD we don't have yet, but we're, they said, go ahead, announce the giveaway right now. So that's it. it uh, it's a DVD that gets released on October, Oct- October, October. I don't even know what accent that is. On October 18th, and it is uh, Craig Ferguson. Does this need to be said?
1: Now, Craig Ferguson took over for uh, Tom Snyder. Yes. On The Late Late Show. Yes. By the way, Tom Snyder, a show that I was a producer for for a very short time. And uh, Craig got off to a bit of a shaky start. But I have to say that instead of trying to emulate Letterman and Leno and Conan and all the other ones, he decided to go his own way. And it was kind of controversial at the time when he decided to make his monologue, not topical jokes. Yeah. But his whole monologue every day would be this off-the-cuff conversation about what he did that day. Yeah. That was his monologue. That was Craig Ferguson's monologue. I'm fine with that. And people started to love it.
0: Yeah. He also doesn't have a house band or anything.
1: He does not have a house band. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I'm still kind of lukewarm on him. I mean, I, I know I know a couple, pe- couple of the people over there, they're great guys, but, you know, he's kind of part like of like for him. himself, and I respect that.
0: I do, too. And I like him a lot more as a, uh, as actually, as an actor in movies. Uh, you but do not. Anyway, this was uh, this was shot at the Polk You're Theater. You're that up. No, I'm, I do. I like him in Can movies. Can you name two movies he's been in? No, you can't. That marijuana thing that he did with uh, Brenda Blethyn, exactly. the title of which I can't remember, exactly. but he's hilarious. Okay, that,
1: that's half. Name Name another one.
0: Uh, exactly. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, the uh, Jesus. the uh, uh, he filmed this at the Polk Theater in Nashville, and uh, you know, look, uh, we d- we haven't seen it, so uh, but we're giving two of them away. So I would say uh, we're just going to randomly pick uh, the winner. You just send us your uh, send us emails. And How many do we
1: have to give away? Two. We have two.
0: Only two. So if you want, uh, if you're looking forward to this October 18th, uh, October 18th Craig Ferguson DVD, uh, Craig Ferguson, uh, does this need to be said? From uh, County Central Home Entertainment and Paramount Home Entertainment, go ahead and send us an email to gods at digigods.com. Put Ferguson in the subject. That's F-E-R-G-U-S-O-N. Don't spell it weird or anything because uh, it's going to get filtered. Ferguson, F-E-R-G-U-S-O-N. Just put Ferguson. And uh, we will randomly pick two people, make sure it gets to us uh, before the 1st, before October 1st. As long as it's time stamped before October 1st, we'll be able to get, you're messing your hair up all weird and stuff.
1: Well, wait, because you're talking. I know, and, and, and um, no one's going to see you. No one's going to see uh, you, me you, scratch sorry. my own head and mess up my hair. So I'm doing that. All right, fine. Yeah, someday, if we're on, like, on Stupid for Movies, I never yeah. did that, did I?
0: No, you didn't. Because there's... You're there. actually very presentable. Thank and you. And surprisingly photogenic.
1: Thank you. Although I have to say, I've gained a little bit of weight since the show ended. Have you really? And I think the reason I have is because, A, I've stopped working out. And also, I cook for myself a lot more now. And instead of cooking nice things for myself that are healthy well, and will we'll make me live longer, I cook yeah. a bunch of crap.
0: By the way, speaking of cooking, not that this matters to anybody, I uh, did a chicken-crusted za'atar dish the other day. Did I tell you about this?
1: You told me after the show last week that I, you were considering well, this dish because this what, dish had pan-cow breadcrumbs, and you love pan-cow I breadcrumbs. Lo- I
0: love uh, – yeah, I do. Um – Anyway, basically, I combined the breadcrumbs and some za'atar. Za'atar is a, is a Middle Eastern spice. It's like a mixture of sesame seeds and a bunch of other things. It's great. You can get it very inexpensively, any Middle Eastern market. So you get the za'atar. It's really very tangy, very zesty. And uh, mixed the za'atar with the, uh, with the breadcrumbs and egg and, you know, kind of got the chicken fillets going in it and uh, baked them for about a half an hour. Got them really nice. That was good. But even better was when it was a day old. I chopped it all up. And, and fed it to your dogs. And sautéed it, sautéed the stuff that I had zatard and baked and crusted the previous day, I sautéed it in a creamy mustard sauce.
1: Now How would you make the creamy mustard sauce?
0: With a mustard that actually no longer exists because the place where I bought it in Paris is now out of business. Mm-hmm. But it's, uh, it's, a, it's a burgundy cream mustard. See, you love that, right?
1: Wait, wait. So was it a burger? This has so much to oh, do sorry, with... I'm amazing... sorry, Normandy
0: cream. Normandy cream. So, a Normandy cream mustard.
1: Wait, so it, So what? Is there a cream from Normandy? Is it Normandy cream? Normandy with,
0: cream. What? It's basically... It, this place in, it, that used to exist in Paris sold a lot of exotic mustards. And there was like cognac mustard, and there was like you know, red raspberry mustard, and you know, honey mustard, and all this kind of stuff. This was, you know, like honey mustard is honey and mustard. This is Normandy cream, which is a very particular kind of uh, sweet cream that you get in France. And it was Normandy cream base with, with mustard.
1: So Pretty great. You,
0: so I made a mustard it, sauce it, out it of it, that. So, I basically it, it, put that mustard in along with half and half and a little bit of honey and then some seasoning, some sea salt and so forth. And it was freaking unbelievable. Wow. It was like maybe the, the best meal I've ever had in my entire life, bar none. It was incredible. <laughs> bar none. Bar none. Wow. Bar none. Impressive. All right, we're, this is a DVD show, so we should we should oh, yeah. talk about some <laughs> DVDs. Is. You know what I'm going to talk about first, Mark? This is huge. This Wade. is gargantuan. It this is. is huge. Now, this by is, the way, we talked
1: about this when it was announced.
0: Yes, we did a few months ago. This is. Uh, I, I have looked at absolutely everything on this set. I have plumbed this thing to no end, and uh, this is the limited edition 50th anniversary Ben Hur freaking Blu-ray. Emphasis on Freakin', your first film to win 11 Academy Awards, which they now give out like chocolate. Uh, You know, two films in the last decade have gotten them. Anyway, uh, and this is the one that they sent me as a limited edition, number 3,257 of 125,000. Comes in a gigantic, fancy package, as a lot of these do. In fact, the uh, the new fortieth uh, uh, anniversary Willy Wonka just came in today. <gasps> Have not watched it yet. Have not watched it yet. What? We'll watch it together over the weekend. Hunky way about that? No, you're gonna give it to me. Um, oh, am wait, I? Wait a
1: second. When was that even announced?
0: Uh, a while ago. Really? Yes. Willy Wonka blunder. Look that up. Let me tell what, you. What, let me what tell what you about I? the Ben Hur, and we got a gargantuan amount of television to go through today. So. Um, you know, hold on tight because we gotta, we got to spend a little bit of time on Ben-Hur here. This, this Ben-Hur is phenomenal. It is phenomenal. It comes in one of those giant cases that they always put all the giant box sets in around holiday time, which is sort of like, you know, it's like a double wide. It's, a, it's at least twice as wide as a DVD and at least twice as thick, and uh, so it basically is, is almost the size of a dictionary. It is, uh, this is absolutely spectacular. Apart from the fact that you have uh, the movie and six hours of special features in just stunning, stunning, stunning transfer. And I mean, as a Blu ray, this may be, I I gotta give it a little bit of thought, but this may be the best looking Blu ray on the market. I gotta tell you, it's really phenomenal. This movie was shot in 65 millimeter, obviously projected in 70, and uh, this is just breathtaking. Um, Here's what else you get here. Now, The movie itself is on two discs, and then all the special features are on a third disc, which includes, I mean, the movie, look, hey, it won 11 Academy Awards very deservedly. It's Ben-Hur, it's Charlton Heston, I don't need to say anything else. Uh, One of the greatest films ever made. Uh, But here's what else you get on here. You are going to love this. You get a new documentary, Charlton Heston and Ben-Hur, A Personal Journey, which is all put together courtesy of the Heston family, all personal family archive stuff. You also get the 1925 Ben-Hur, on which people died. You know that. You're aware of that. People were trampled to death in the original silent film in 1925. That's included here, along with a new Carl Davis score. And um, the uh, 2005 documentary Ben-Hur, the epic that changed cinema, along with the 1994 documentary Ben-Hur, the making of an epic. Uh, Ben-Hur, a journey through pictures, which is an audiovisual kind of a Kind of a slideshow type thing with all kinds of fun stuff. You get screen tests, which are fascinating, newsreels, and even footage from the 1960 Academy Awards. Uh, now, all of this still doesn't get to the meat of this thing, which is which is uh, you know the stuff that's not on the DVD or on the on the Blu-ray. Sorry. Uh, you get a booklet in here, which is kind of a, you know, it's sort of a throw-in. It's a lot of lovely little, you know, photographs and things and, uh, and little, you know, reproductions in, uh, from the original press book and this little 64-page mini coffee table thing. But here's what makes this whole thing absolutely worthwhile. Charlton Heston, The Ben-Hur Diaries. Now, Mark, I have not shown this to you. I want you to be impressed as I pull this out.
1: Oh, ho, ho, I want you to be impressed while I pull this out, Wade. Yep. Can you please say I, I that don't, again?
0: I will. I want you to be impressed. Uh, hold on while I whip this out. <laughs> here, here I'm, I'm pulling it out. Okay, hold on. I'm pulling it out. I'm, n- I'm not going to
1: vamp while you do that. You are actually rummaging through the box <sighs> to pull something out.
0: I'm, uh, well, it takes time to pull out something this big. Okay. It's like an episode of Three's Company. Here, Mark. Wow. Look at this. Yes. This is Charlton Hest this is a recreation of Charlton Heston's actual journal from the making of this thing.
1: Do you think if Charlton Heston knew that fifty years later no. his rambling conservative gun loving thoughts would wind up in a journal? Look. At it.
0: It's an actual recreation of the journal. Like complete with the stuff that he taped in, they even recreated the little tickets and things that he taped in and they even recreated the yellowing tape Wait, on so on the stuff.
1: So he typed.
0: He his typed journal. his journal, yes.
1: The high spot of the day for me was Frey arriving at the commissary in the regalia of a Roman centurion and inquiring brightly, need any extras? I also managed to solo in the chariot today with the prospect of working alone in it from here on out. Isn't that amazing? Willie seems Willie.
0: Willie, yes.
1: Willie seems Willie, the director. Willie seems pleased with the prospect of being able to shoot more stuff without doubling than he anticipated. Tonight was predictable but pleasant.
0: There is a, there's another page in there cool. where, where he talks about the hardest day of shooting, which was actually just a dialogue scene, not even action. Look, actually,
1: right the 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 tape is Isn't actually yellowed.
0: Isn't that it's amazing. It's beautiful. Wow. Isn't that great? It is, you know, that's pretty damn cool. And I read this thing cover to cover. It is fascinating. He, he, at one point, he says, William Wyler, because he talks about Wyler just drilling them on this scene over and over and how he had to continue to try to remember his enthusiasm from the earlier takes just to sustain his energy in the later takes. And he says, uh, W.W. is undoubtedly the most difficult director I have ever worked for and unquestionably the best. How great is that? Oh. Hey, man, it rocks. So, I mean, you know, Ben-Hur, just, if you're not buying this for yourself, buy it for dad, buy it for mom, buy it for everybody. I don't, you know, it's just, it's such a great movie. And, yes, it's got, you know, all the heavy, you know, Christian overtones. It's a, you know, A Story of the Christ is, of course, the subtitle on it. But you do not need to be Christian to appreciate this movie. It is just a great freaking epic. It's a great freaking epic.
1: I'm on board. It's great. They did a great job putting did it together. They a job. So, they really did. Yeah, I'm going to... Uh, it's actually a great gift for the uh, oh, oh, for please. the dad and your family, for the uncle, for the dad. If you don't dig for your it, little sister,
0: your le- who, <laughs> who might have leprosy, your kid sister, here, just, just uh, show it to her and just say, "When you and mom are lepers and living in a cave, I'm going to be just like Judah Ben Hur and I'm going to come le- visit you."
1: No, here's he he what we should do at Christmas time or Hanukkah or Kwanzaa, whatever. Yeah. Give your dad the Selena Gomez concert DVD and give your eight year old sister Ben Hur.
0: You, you know what else? See how hard she cries. You, you, that's right. And you know what else you should, give, uh, you should give your mom at Christmas time. And I'm being a little snarky here, but I, I'm going to be kind of serious here. Um, we, uh, we have, this is the only documentary we're talking about this week, and it's not really a documentary. It's, uh, well, it is kind of a documentary. But it, in all seriousness, uh, it, it's good that this is out there because this is you know an issue for a lot of people when their moms get to be that age. This is called Managing Menopause Naturally, What Every Woman Needs to Know. And uh, this is from a label called True Mind. We're going to be talking about more of their titles going forward. They're uh, coming out with a lot of stuff that's all kind of part of the you know holistic and self-help and, uh, and uh, medicinal stuff, which is one of the fastest-growing fields on DVD. DVD is a retracting market, as we all know. However, nobody is yet streaming exercise and self-help videos. It's still a strong growth market on DVD. So we're going to see more and more of this stuff coming out. And this is actually really cool. A lot of great experts on here. A lot of people who are highly respected. This is not a bunch of ringers. Andrew Weil, who publishes a lot of books on this stuff. Dr. Erica Schwartz, uh, Mark Blumenthal. These are. This is really cool. So look, everybody. At a certain point, your mom's going to get to this point, and she's, uh, she's, you know, she's going to hit the wall. And uh, this is uh, this is great because a lot of people just don't. It's a subject they're afraid to talk about. So, bravo. This is a good DVD. Good DVD for people who. Uh, are in that situation
1: Now I, this Willy Wonka thing I don't think comes out until uh, October Correct Something
0: Yes It's a few weeks
1: I'm actually going to uh, order it right now
0: Well then you do that
1: Because you're not going to give me your copy are you
0: uh, You know what <laughs> Probably not but
1: <laughs> Well if you're not going to give me your copy I'm so going to actually order it right let, now let, on this show
0: Let's talk about Star Wars Can We talked like... about Star Wars I know you? we We did. talked
1: about it last week I said I loved it
0: I know, but uh, I didn't get to talk about it. And uh, no is lame.
1: It's the lamest of all time. What was he thinking? He wants to bookend the no from the uh, third one one, whatever it's called. What was he
0: thinking? You know what? He can't.
1: Because here's the thing I think he thinks that this is the definitive version. This is the last one people will purchase physically. They will go and they will have this in the library. It's the last one. No, no, from Now that's on not it's true. streaming.:
0: Because when he dies, then somebody who with a little bit more common sense will release the films as they were originally made, without all of the extra d- dicking around. And who,
1: will, who 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 has a print of uh, Star Wars from 1977? Who, who he has, does. Lucas does. He's not going to. He he probably hasn't written his will to burn it.
0: Yeah, you know what? Kubrick wanted to do that with Fear and Desire, and we saw that, didn't we? Yes, we did. Yes, we did. I'm sorry. You do not get to uh, enforce your will after you're dead to that degree. Sorry, George Lucas. You are not going to change history. Jerk. Anyway. Because
1: uh, the, 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 uh, the Blu-rays here are the special edition Blu-rays yeah. from... Uh, and
0: and I'll, tell you, I'll tell you right now, and, and yes, the transfer is fabulous, but somebody out there is taking these Blu-rays right now, and they are re-editing this stuff, and they are making themselves an original Star Wars that's what they're doing. And bravo, get that thing out there, pirate the hell out of it and and let me, let us start downloading it. Uh but yeah, no, I otherwise I think there's some interesting stuff on here. I was actually much more intrigued by the uh, the bonus disc stuff, the uh, the original 1977 the making of Star Wars, which is fun, and uh, the Empire Strikes Back special effects and uh, all those little featurettes much more interesting to me actually. Um the the uh the deleted scenes, extended scenes and interviews and all that kind of junk didn't really uh you know. That didn't didn't get me going. But on the same vein, along the same vein, we also have a, another Star Wars title this week, Mark. Oh, great! You'd love this, don't you?
1: I do not love the Lego Star Wars <laughs> series. I just don't. <laughs> I mean, how much of that do you need? I and but I, I understand oh you're trying gosh. to indoctrinate young kids into Star Wars so that the movies can make money forever. But uh, make it
0: stop. Whatever happened to when Legos were just toys? I don't understand. They it, Well, anyway, yes, this is um, a Blu-ray DVD combo of the Lego Star Wars series, The Padawan Menace. And it's just straight-up ridiculous. Uh, here's a, it, The cover has a Lego Yoda with, I don't know, is that a Lego Han Solo that we've got as a toy there? There's like a little... The Han Solo y looking thing.
1: Yeah, there's a little Yoda, a little Han Solo. Oh, y- oh, y- oh y- you mean it, it comes with an actual. Uh, yeah, it's a little actual toy figurine. It's a young Han Solo. I don't know what makes him young. All I know is that he has claws for hands. <laughs> it's Legos. Somehow Han Solo has claws for hands.
0: This is what our society has come to. It's just so bizarre. I, I, it's just weird. Well, anyway. you know, no, well,
1: they've been doing that for a long time.
0: I know they have, but the plot is silly. It's you know, even 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 the way they write the description. Mark, listen to this. This is like like this is just insane. Uh, a routine Jedi Academy field trip. What is this? Jason of Star Command um, is turned into a rip roaring comic adventure comic. Uh, In Lego Star Wars, the Padawan Menace tour guide Master Yoda leads a group of rambunctious Jedi younglings through Senate chambers. Younglings? What the – you know, none of this fits into the Star Wars um, universe very well, by the way.
1: It's not supposed to. It's supposed to indoctrinate kids into buying Star Wars stuff for the rest of their lives.
0: I guess. I suppose so. Anyway. Uh, Let's see. We've got a bunch of uh, older movies. On uh, being released this week. Yes, we do, Wade. Um, here, I'll, I'll make a quick mention of uh, Danny Kaye and the Inspector General, which is uh, a public domain Danny Kay title that has been released probably about 75 times already. Uh, and, and you should ignore most of those. This one comes to us from the good people at Shout Factory, our good friends at Shout, who do not release crap. Let me say that again. Shout does not release crap. So uh, despite the fact that the inspe- you may have like a, an Inspector General on your shelf that you bought on eBay for $0.56 cents or maybe in the dollar bin or maybe brand new for 2 bucks from some, horrible on- some terrible transfer, this is the only one you should have. It is, uh, it is a good transfer from good elements, uh, which is saying a lot because it's tough to find good elements for this movie. It was uh, made in 1949. And uh, it also includes a lot of rare home movies taken by uh, director Henry Koster on the set of the film. And his son does a little commentary on that. And then there's also a 1938 short film called Money on Your Life, uh, which stars Danny Kaye. So, uh, you know, this is, this is the, the one. If you don't have The Inspector General, it's a very funny movie. You should go and, and get the Shot Factory version and throw away the other ones.
1: Well, what should you do with The Others, Wade, from 2001? This is, uh, the Other what? The Others.
0: The other what?
1: The Others uh, movie. Oh, the that movie that it, The Others. The movie The Others. This was directed by Alejandro Amenabar, and this is from 2001. And uh, this is a creepy little movie that was pretty much of a hit when it came out right before 9-11. And uh, it stars Nicole Kidman. She's a Catholic mother who lives in a, uh, this country house in uh, somewhere in the U.K. after World War II. Right. And it's a creepy house, and all sorts of creepy stuff happens, and there's a big twist ending.
0: I think this movie would have become uh, as big as the Sixth Sense if it had come out before the Sixth Sense. But I think, unfortunately, the Sixth Sense kind of stole a lot of this movie's thunder, and in many respects, it's a better movie than the Sixth Sense.
1: I, you know what? I I don't I don't buy the Sixth Sense because I'm one of those people who thinks that the Sixth Sense is a house of cards that doesn't work because it it depends solely on. The director not telling you things that any movie would normally... Like, for instance, why didn't Bruce Willis go buy toilet paper? And he goes up to 7-Eleven to buy a candy bar, and the the, the cashier doesn't recognize him. And he goes, excuse me, lady, I want to buy a candy bar. Why are you ignoring me? And then, lady, I want to buy toilet paper. And eventually he realizes that nobody's talking to him because he's dead.
0: You're absolutely right, but none of us really put that together at the time. So it was uh, it was uh, it was something that worked at the time but we all look back and I now th- I think we kind of feel like, we feel dirty for having bought into it. It's just a huge yeah, it's, it's just a huge trick. Yeah, it is. Well, nonetheless, I do like I do like this movie and I like Amenabar, even though his last film was a bit of a catastrophe.
1: Oh, a Lego Star Wars?
0: Exactly, yes, no, Agora, the, uh, the big uh, Alexandrian period epic that uh, was released in this country in maybe three theaters, even though it cost almost $100 million to make.
1: Yeah, but I liked uh, The Sea Inside. Did you not like The Sea Inside?
0: I love The Sea Inside.
1: That was uh, Medivar. Yep. Good stuff. Uh, not good stuff, a scary movie, uh, th- two and three. You know, I, I, I'm going to say something controversial, which is that these movies, I think... Um,
0: Both on Blu-ray.
1: Both on Blu-ray. I think these movies, although they are terrible, I think that um, they are perfectly acceptable if you watch them on cable while you are vacuuming, (laughs) cooking, and have your eyes closed. There are a couple of chuckles to be had. I admit it, but they're just not very good movies overall. Uh, Scary Movie 3, here billed as Scary Movie 3.5, features uh, Charlie Sheen and uh, is directed by David Zucker. And it was a bit of a deal that David Zucker would direct Scary Movie 3 since these movies would not exist without the Zucker in- influence. Yes. From Airplane and uh, whatnot. But uh, ultimately, these movies are not really worth um, owning on Blu ray because they're not that funny. They're, well, better, they're better caught on cable.
0: Speaking of Zucker, uh, you know, we do have some real, official, genuine Zuckerness this week.
1: <gasps>
0: the Blu ray debuts of uh, The Naked Gun and Airplane.
1: <gasps> give me Airplane
0: and uh, Airplane is pretty freaking great uh, it is I'm going to say this though and both of these are being released it's kind of a comedy trio uh, the other one being Planes, Trains, and Automobiles the John Hughes film <gasps> which I adore I adore this that's film that's a good movie that's a wonderful movie every Thanksgiving I watch this now I get to watch it on Blu-ray this Thanksgiving yay, yay. Thanks. the only Thanksgiving movie ever really made apart from uh, Home for the Holidays with uh, Jodie Foster Jodie Foster directed and Holly Hunter and Robert Downey Jr. as the hilarious gay brother and uh, of course you know um, Robert to, or, uh, Charles Durning is the uh, father who likes to play on his organ. There are lots line. of Thanksgiving Day movies. Well, those are the only two that are worthwhile. Anyway, uh, no, this is this is a this is a absolutely terrific. But the, the, all three of them come with these lenticular covers that I think are meant to sort of say, "Hey, it's in 3D." No, not really. Uh, not that it matters. Um, but these are. Uh, we should also point out Best Buy exclusives. So don't go looking for these on Amazon or in you know Target or whatever. These are Best Buy exclusives. I'm not a big fan of the whole exclusive thing, which usually uh, is a Walmart or a Target thing. Now it's a Best Buy thing. Uh, It's a deal that these guys cut, and um, you know what? Everybody's got one of those stores near them. You just got to know where to go to get these things, and eventually they'll be available everywhere. But uh, you got to go to Best Buy to get these three. And uh, the special feature is not much. There's, like, group commentaries and all the usual uh, featurettes, stuff that's all been released before. And uh, really the only reason to get these is because the movies look fabulous in uh, high def.
1: They really do, actually. They, you know they look pretty great. No, they do. There's uh, The colors are a lot better. Yeah. And it's good looking.
0: They, the Airplane benefits the least because Airplane was not like a particularly well-shot film at the time. It was, a, it was very, very flat, but it certainly is a nice upgrade. They did a little uh, they did a little bit of cleanup, and uh, it, it works. And it's still a great film. To, still, I mean, it's a laugh a minute. I, you still see stuff in every frame that you miss the first time. I love that I've that seen movie. this movie like ten times, oh, and I'm still seeing – I'm like, I never noticed that that lady was urinating on that guy's head. Give me, give me, give me. I never realized that. Give me, give me, give me. And then, uh, we'll get, You're not giving me that, are you? Hold your horses. Hold your horses. Unky Hold Wade. your plane, trains, and automobiles.
1: You can and, have that.
0: And uh, Naked, Naked Gun, I should make mention of, is uh, still very, very funny, although I actually think funnier bits wound up in the TV series, uh, Police Squad.
1: Oh, I love Police Squad.
0: That, that's where all the really funny stuff show ended up. The Naked I, Gun films are not as funny as Police Squad. Oh, as I the I agree. Series.
1: Yeah. Only six episodes, whatever it was, of Police Squad, which is Amazing. on DVD, and it's the best.
0: Yeah, totally. And then uh, we also have uh, the complete comedy collection of Mon Pa Kettle. I know nobody out there other than me uh, cares. I'm the only person that's a big Mon Pa Kettle fan. Uh, this is kind of a big deal because there are 10 of these films and they have not been released in a complete set before. They were in kind of separate sets. So uh, it's nice that Universal finally said, let's just give it to Wade and make him shut up. So we get all 10 Mon Pa Kettle films. I still think these things are uproariously funny. I'm the only one. Fine, shoot me. But uh, you know, the uh, the egg and I started the whole thing, and then there's a whole bunch of movies that have Monpah Kettle in the titles, right down to Monpah Kettle at Waikiki, which was the eighth film, and the last two are uh, the Kettles in the Ozarks and the Kettles on Old McDonald's Farm. So, from the egg and I to Old McDonald's Farm, all ten Monpah Kettle movies finally out there. Go get some.
1: Uh, Wait, there's a brand new version of Footloose coming out, and although normally I would say uh, I would just really just dump all over it, the only thing that is keeping me going yeah, in considering this new Footloose, not yes. that I'll see it, is uh, the director, Craig Brewer. Now, Craig Brewer, I don't know if he's taking this as an open, maybe it was an open assignment, Craig Brewer directing Footloose, or whether he <sighs> thought he could do something with it. Yeah. I don't know, but that's the only thing keeping me going is Craig Brewer because uh, otherwise – I would laughingly dismiss it, uh, and of course, it is the uh, remake of the um, the nineteen eighty four original, which is a pretty good movie directed by Herbert Ross. Herbert you know, Ross.
0: Herbert Ross uh, is one of those really interesting directors who made a few good films and a lot of crappy films. But the Turning uh, Point. The Turning. Well, the Turning Point, famous for being one of the biggest Oscar bombs in history, it was nominated for like ten Oscars or something or eleven, and it didn't win any. You know, it was the color that and the color purple are like the two biggest Oscar bombs ever. And, um, it, it, you know, look, Turning point's a terrific film. Ages pretty well. Footloose, I worked – I was an usher when Footloose was released. I remembered very well. Saw this thing dozens of times. I thought it was lousy. I thought it was the lousiest movie. You could absolutely tell that they went and reshot all that stuff at the end because, you know, it originally tested very poorly. It was like everybody wanted a big number at the end and it just kind of ended. So all that stuff with those other dancers popping and, and all twisting the and all the confetti, all that stuff where you see people dancing who have no business even being in this movie because they just came out of nowhere. It's like, who's he and who are they and where are all these kids coming from? And then suddenly Kevin Bacon is in the mix again. There's like five minutes of dancing that's clearly inserted from from uh, extra shoots, and it was just so obvious, and it was just so painful, and all that. Oh my gosh, the preacher dad John Lithgow overacting. Nobody wants to. Nobody's gonna dance. And then yeah, it's fire and brimstone. Oh my gosh! And then that just that ridiculous dance number in the in the warehouse where it's clearly some other actor and not Kevin Bacon. I just wanted to scream until I saw the trailer for the new Footloose. And then I realized, oh, my gosh, the original Footloose is like a masterpiece. (laughs) It's like a masterpiece by comparison. This new Footloose is the first trailer I have ever seen that bored me. Trailers can't bore you. They're designed to go zing and kapow. It bored me. The music Footloose, the song Footloose isn't even in the trailer. (laughs) How do you master that kind of a screw It's probably
1: up. being, like, you know, remixed by, like, Farrell or some rapper. Oh, anyway, gosh. back to this uh, Blu-ray. It's a, it is a terrible-looking Blu-ray. It really is. It is not good at all. Compression artifacts everywhere. They and, just uh, sh-
0: shot it out, didn't they,
1: they? No, they really did. Although there, there are a bunch of special features, which I kind of like. The, um, there's two audio commentaries, including one by Kevin Bacon. There's a featurette. There's an interview with Sarah Jessica Parker. There's also that, that two-part
0: modern musical thing, which yes. is, you know, this is a Broadway musical, by the way, we should point out.
1: You know, what, what, what angers me about this, although I, I, I'm going back on what I was saying regarding Craig Brewer, who's a, who is a real director. You know, Craig yeah. Brewer did Hustle and Flow. I mean, yeah, he's, no, like he's a, a real
0: guy. I he could know.
1: maybe bring something to this. No, he can't. I just again, I don't know whether he did it because it was, it was it was it was a big money assignment. He just said, "Screw it, I'll do it," or whether he thought, "I'm gonna take a crack at this script. Here's, and I'm gonna try to make it something."
0: <laughs> I guarantee you. Here's the ultimate irony to me, and I'll I'll, I'll end on this and, and move on to another little thing here. Um, I'll bet you that back when Dennis Quaid was uh, was doing promo for Dreamscape and Soft Footloose, I think I don't think in his worst nightmares he thought, you know, someday, I'll bet I could play the John Lithgow role in a remake of that movie. <laughs> no, he wasn't thinking that. How sad.
1: Well, that is very short-sighted of him.
0: Uh, we got a bunch of MGM stuff uh, that's just been uh, skedaddled onto Blu-ray as well. In uh, single, single disc releases, uh, RoboCop 2. One not, of the worst sequels one of the ever. Worst, uh, directed by Irvin Kershner of ever. all
1: people. Ever. I don't ever. think you understand how bad this film is. And by the way, the score by Leonard Rosenman. One of the worst scores you will ever hear.
0: Here's the thing that's sad. Oh, Boka! Irvin Kirsh- oh my gosh, it's so terrible. <laughs> terrible score. Uh, Irvin Kirschner, director of Friggin' Empire, Empire Strikes, Strikes Back. Back, just totally lays an egg with and this And the thing. Razor's Edge. And the screenplay, the story by Frank Miller and screenplay from the Razor's Edge. Jagged Edge. Jagged Edge. And, and, uh, and uh, Frank Miller did the, co-wrote the screenplay and did it's the story. The worst, worst of all time. Now, here's the, here's the sad thing is that uh, Ed Neumeier, uh and Mike Miner, who wrote the original film, and Ed Neumeier is a UCLA guy, so I have a little connection to him there. They, you know, I, we may have mentioned this before. They originally pitched a sequel to, uh, to the original RoboCop, which the studio just balked at, w- in which RoboCop dies in the first five minutes, and then we flash forward like 100 years or something. And there's this whole resurrected thing, and the world is completely changed. And the, the studio just said, we can't do that. Too expensive. It, well, no, they, they just felt that it was like it was too, like, you're really going to kill Robocop and then reinvent the whole world that he's a part of. Like, they wanted the first film all over again. And Neumeyer and Miner didn't want to do that. They wanted to do something completely new and different and daring, and uh, they got cursed for it, and the movie stunk because of it. Uh, we also have Poltergeist 2, which is meh. Uh, no extras on here. It's uh, just a you know Blu-ray for people who who somehow feel the need to uh, relive Poltergeist One, which is perfectly sufficient. Uh, Manhunter and Hannibal have been previously available as part of a uh, the Blu-ray uh, Hannibal Lecter. Actually, there's been a number of those little box set collections. You can get them individually now. The uh, original Michael Mann Manhunter, I still think is a is a terrific film. I think it's much much better than the. Uh, Horrible, horrible version of Red Dragon directed by Brett Ratner, which is just an abomination. Uh, This is actually pretty terrific. Uh, William Peterson of CSI fame is great in it. So is Kim Greist of Brazil fame. Joan Allen, before anybody knew who she was. And Brian Cox, kill me for saying it, better Hannibal Lecter than uh, Anthony Hopkins.
1: Really? Yep. Doesn't ham it up.
0: Speaking of Hannibal, Anthony Hopkins, and Julianne Moore in uh, this horrible, horrible, miserable Ridley Scott-directed movie that is memorable to me only for a ridiculous scene near the end where Anthony Hopkins has the top of Ray Liotta's skull off and he's cutting off little pieces of his brain and frying them up while Ray Liotta sits there in a lobotomized state. It is ridiculous. But did... Not uh, worth it.
1: Did uh, Anthony Hopkins make Ray Liotta eat his own brains in a Normandy cream mustard sauce
0: I don't know I don't care wouldn't have done anything for me and then uh, Wes Craven's The Last House on the Left uh, collector's edition unrated not that it matters I think Mark likes this more than I do but it's uh, for those who care it's out there on Blu-ray now and actually rather chocked full of extras including a very good commentary with Craven and producer Sean Cunningham and uh, an audio commentary with uh, some of the actors in the film as well a lot of little featurettes and uh, an interesting deleted scene. Uh, it, you know, I'm not a huge fan of the film, but it's okay, and uh, it's it's a good Blu-ray. I will give it that. Um, let's see, uh, we got a few other little doohickeys. Oh, you know what, Mark? I'll, you're you're a giant fan of that, and I'm a giant fan of this. Actually, I'm a fan of that too. But I'm gonna uh, also make mention of the 70th anniversary edition of Dumbo. From Disney, uh, they have, uh, for my taste, actually cleaned this up a little bit too much. Looks really good. I would have preferred um, a little bit of the original grain and uh, more muted colors like Dumbo originally was. You don't see the fingerprints on the the, uh, animation as much as I would like to. Our good friend Ray Green always says he likes to see the fingerprints. And, uh, but nonetheless, it looks beautiful. It is very colorful. It is, uh, it'll be perfectly fine to introduce the kids to one of the great animated films of all time. And uh, all the extras on here, it'll blow your mind. There's just, there's, there actually is a deleted scene and a deleted song that is, uh, should have been in the movie, frankly. And uh, lots of uh, animated shorts and uh, other stuff. Really uh, a lot of fun. So um, you'll love it. It's freaking Dumbo. How do you not rave about Dumbo? I haven't seen Dumbo in years. It's really good. It's still great. It totally it's, holds up. It's just wonderful.
1: Oh, what's well, also wonderful, but for a different reason, is the uh, Criterion edition of Carlos. Carlos is the uh, film from Olivier Assayas and Wade This thing is 339 minutes.
0: I know, but it's worth every single minute of it. it. You know what? Well,
1: here's the thing. It was originally a three-part French television miniseries, and it was uh, broadcast in 2010, and then it was uh, kind of uh, strung together into one 339-minute U.S. release. And in the film, Edgar Ramirez is just riveting as Carlos the Jackal, who is a, a terrorist, and, um,
0: Probably the it, most notorious terrorist of all time. He, uh, totally true,
1: and you know, and he had achieved uh, notoriety in the s- mid seventies when he, um, he took a whole bunch of fugitives, uh, fugitives. He took a whole bunch of hostages at an OPEC meeting in Vienna in nineteen, I think, it was seventy yeah. five. and that sort of put him on the map. Yep. And in the film, the film, uh, Asayas does an amazing job charting Carlos's ascent and eventual, of course, Descent.
0: I, I just think this is, you know, this is so expertly crafted, this movie, and um, I would say you, you can't get this in Blu-ray. You've got to get the, D- the in DVD. You've got to get the Blu-ray. Blu-ray only for this thing because it's so well shot. And what I love about this, usually when you see films that have to deal with period recreation, even if it's only one year, sometimes they get they, they let the art direction run away from them, and it's almost like they have to showcase how good they are at getting the cars and the costumes and the, uh, all the details just so perfect, so period perfect. And Carlos covers a really long range. I mean, this thing goes through the 70s and the 80s, and it, it, it just changes periods seamlessly, and you don't even notice it. You just ride it out, and it, it doesn't flaunt it. And I think this is one of the best art-directed movies I've ever seen in my entire life, simply because it becomes part of the scenery, like it's supposed to.
1: That's true, and I was reading uh, in uh, an interview with the director where he was saying how they, they actually wound up not improvising scenes, but they, he would tell his camera operator, just follow Ramirez. Just follow them. If He, he might do this, in which case yeah. go get that shot, or Ramirez might do this, in which case go get that instead. And so because nothing was particularly blocked out, it gave the film a very electric, realistic, almost docudrama feel. And that's tough to maintain for five hours, five and a half hours. But he does it, and it's just fantastic. So it's a bit of a sit, but the good thing is that since it is based on a three-part miniseries, you can actually sort of watch this, if you have to, in three different parts.
0: Yes, you can. In three
1: different sittings. Yeah. And it's great. Now the, the Wonderful. Now, the, uh, the Vienna hostage-taking is over an hour. Mm. That's pretty much most of the middle section of the film. And it's totally standalone. You could just watch oh, it's, that. It's, it's and riveting. Be
0: it is riveting cinema. It is riveting cinema. I would say uh, that you could you could probably do some kind of a uh, a, a crazy. Well, I'll, I'll suggest it another time. But um, suggest it now. Wait. I was gonna say you could probably do like a crazy double feature, an endless double feature of this with the uh, Vincent Cassell, um
1: Yes, that's uh, right. Maureen.
0: Uh, the The two part Mayreen film. That's right, you could do this and that, and probably not leave your house for a week and a half.
1: I I, I like Carlos better. Boy, you a, love Mayreen.
0: I love Maureen, and they came out at the same time, they around did. the same time. Yeah, I, boy, they're both just I put them together. I don't want to pick one. I don't want that's like choosing between mom and dad. Yeah, it's it's I don't Sophie's want them to choice. get divorced.
1: Good stuff. Uh, also, of course, it's, it's Criterion. You get a whole bunch of great uh, director approved special uh, features. There's actually a uh, interview with uh, one of Carlos's associates, which is pretty amazing. A 20-minute uh, making-of documentary, all sorts of crazy stuff. I'm telling you guys, go rent, go at least rent it, and you will totally dig it. You don't have to watch it in one sitting. I don't blame you if you don't do that, because it's long. Uh,
0: but we it have rewarding. We have some other great Criterion foreign films uh, to get to before we do some television. We have a, a couple of Claude Chabrol films on uh, Blu-ray from Criterion, Le Beau Serge and Les Cousins. Uh, You know, Chabrol was one of the fathers of the French New Wave, one of the uh, great writers for Cahiers du Cinema, and he went on to do his own brand of Hitchcockian thrillers, which have become so distinctive that people now kind of identify a Chabrol thriller separate from a Hitchcock thriller. They have a certain style and uh, pace all their own. Uh, I think Les Cousins, done in 1959, is actually the uh, the better film. Le Serge was done the year before, in 1958. Uh, both of them are riveting. Both of them are really cool, very, very slick, and uh, feature some uh, mag- just magnificent black-and-white photography. Um, extras are rather extensive in both cases. Um, the best thing here is... Claude Chabrol, Mon Premier Film, which is on Le Beausage, which is a uh, documentary by Francis Giraud on the making of the film. And uh, it's really interesting. It includes some interviews with Jean-Claude Briali, who is another one of the legendary figures of the French New Wave. So that's outstanding, both of those. And then The Phantom Carriage, which is a silent Swedish film from 1921, made by Victor Sjostrom, who also stars in it. And this is kind of a, a silent, gothic, uh, Swedish ghost film, a little bit like uh, Christmas Carol meets uh, Ghost uh, Devil and Daniel Webster. And uh, had a profound influence on Ingmar Bergman, uh, which is elaborated in uh, one of the special features on this Blu-ray, which is called The Bergman Connection, which is a visual essay by uh, Peter Cowie, who's done a lot of commentaries on Criterion uh, DVDs and Blu-rays and uh, he discusses how and why it influenced bergman there's also an audio commentary with historian Casper tibjerg love those swedish names they all sound like uh, you know like you could use any tibjerg to- they're all toasts right Skol tibjerg
1: I'm not bailing you out, Wade.
0: Okay, never mind. The bridge was out on the road to comedy. That's okay. Uh, And there's also an interview with Ingmar Bergman from the uh, 1981 documentary Viktor Sjöström, A Portrait. Anyway, Sjöström, one of the legendary uh, Swedish directors and uh, kind of considered the father of modern Swedish cinema in many respects, but uh, absolutely just a terrific uh, Blu-ray, terrific Blu-ray. And then lastly, we've got a DVD and a Blu-ray of Buster Keaton's Go West along with Battling Butler. This is um, from original nitrate prints, so it is sparkling on Blu-ray. Absolutely gorgeous black and white.
1: And it's amazing that those nitrate prints didn't
0: uh, explode. explode. I know. Uh, not, not one of uh, Keaton's best, which is a little bit like saying that, uh, you know, the, uh, you know, that. that uh, not bailing you out. Well, you it's it's you know they're, they're almost all masterpieces. This is a lesser masterpiece. Let's Whoa, put it that way. Oh,
1: look at that! There we go. <laughs>
0: uh, and one of the fun expert, uh, extras on here. These are all from Kino, of course. Kino has the full Buster Keaton library, and they do a great job with them. They are progressively putting them all out on Blu-ray. Uh, one of the best things on here is the. Uh, in addition to uh, Go West and Battling Butler. Is uh, a 60-minute audio recording of uh, Buster Keaton, kind of uh, you know, putting together a script proposal for Wagon Train, which is pretty great. Uh, so you know, look, Buster Keaton needs no recommendation from me. You got to get it. If you don't, you're out of your mind.
1: Wade, you want to you want to know a couple of uh, Blu-rays coming out in the near future? Yeah, hit me. Uh, forget it. I'm not going to tell you. Okay, change my mind. Uh, Super 8 coming out on November 22nd. I like Super 8. With reservations. Yeah. I liked it. I liked it just fine. Mm-hmm. Includes a digital copy, featurette, deleted scenes, November 22nd. Also, Crazy Stupid Love, which I is a flawed movie, but I liked it a lot because I felt like, unlike all the other romantic comedies that, we've, uh, that the American studios have been putting out recently, at least Crazy Stupid Love tries to be good. Right. It's a bit of an adult film. Even though... It's been an adult film. Oh, you know really, it. Yeah. My
0: gosh, I didn't hear that in the reviews. Well, it,
1: it is, it is uh, love. That is one of the words of the title. Uh, so, again, flawed, but you know what? I give it credit for trying. I think you guys should check it out when it comes out on November 1st. Uh, this is what Wade will like. Wade, on um, October 4th, next week. Right. This is what you have to get, Wade. Taped before thousands in Las Vegas.
0: No kidding. Bette
1: Midler, The Showgirl Must Go On.
0: Awesome. <laughs> you, 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 it, 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 by the way, I just requested that today. Did you really? I did.
1: By the way, by the way, yes. I, uh, not that this has anything to do with anything, but here is an, a musical name yes. that I bet you have not thought of in 20 years. Frank Sinatra. I would, No, no. I was, uh, no, worse. Mel I was Torme. With, you're actually sort of in that world.
0: I've met Mel Torme, by the way. No one cares. I, so, I, he let me swing on his jowls. It that, was great. That, that's fantastic. Yeah.
1: So here's the thing. I was uh, visiting my mother, mm-hmm. right? And her best friend came over. Yeah. My right, two Yentas yapping away. <laughs> and so <laughs> okay. they have uh, whatever, Time Warner or Comcast, whatever, what, one, don't, sure. whatever they have. Yeah. And they have the, uh, the radio stations. You know, you can listen to music. They have the music stations on Time Warner. Right. And one of them are golden oldies. Okay. So, of course... You know, they're of a certain age of and beyond where that's what they want to listen to. Wait, I have two words for you. What? Neil Sedaka.
0: You know what? I love Neil Sedaka. <laughs> do, you, do you realize that my my iTunes library has uh, heaps of Neil Sedaka uh, in it?
1: Jesus, H.F. in Christ. Heaps.
0: I mean, I'm not kidding. I really have tons of Neil Sedaka in there.
1: Ugh,
0: God damn it. Be do, do, be do down down. Oh, yeah. We love Neil Sedaka.
1: Oh, God, do oh, I hate you? Yeah. <laughs> <Anyway>. <laughs> How do we get on Neil Sedaka? I have no idea Oh, I was going to say that uh, I, You know, there is a, uh, a Barry Manilow was, uh, Gave some congressional testimony recently
0: I'm a fan of too, by the way When I was a kid I know you're thinking Neil Sedaka, Barry Manilow And you're straight No, I know. no I know w- When I was
1: a kid yeah. We're talking between like uh, 10 and 15 Yes I was a huge Barry Manilow fan I'm, I'm, I kid you not Anyway So um, He gave some congressional testimony mm-hmm. A couple weeks ago and as he exited, he was interviewed by some on a Fox News or C-SPAN or whoever right. it was. But it was literally just Manilow on the street. We're not talking about uh, fancy lighting. It was just right. Manilow on the street. He looks horrible. Really? Barry Manilow has had so much work. I'm telling you, it is worth it. Even if you don't know who, even if you don't know who Barry Manilow is, just YouTube, Barry Manilow in the last maybe month, six wow. weeks. And you will see a man who has had so much bad plastic surgery. It is truly Truly sad. I'm sure he looks fine in Vegas in a darkened theater when you're when you're 30 yards away, but up close in the broad daylight, bad times.
0: All right. Well, real quickly, I'm going to make mention of the, uh, the from the Stars Original Series, the Blu-ray release of Spartacus: Gods of the Arena, which is the prequel to Spartacus: Blood and Sand. And this is very sad because this comes only a couple of weeks after the death of. Uh, Uh, Andy Whitfield, the British actor who originally starred in Spartacus, Blood and Sand and uh, had to step away from the series uh, because he was uh, he, he came down with cancer and to fight cancer, he stepped away from the series. So they reinvented the series as a prequel. And went to the Gods of the Arena story. And, uh, of course, Andy Whitfield, uh, as of two weeks ago, was not able to recover from his illness and succumb to cancer. And that makes this a bittersweet release because it's a, a reminder of, um, of how fragile life is. And uh, so it's, it's difficult to... Uh, Kind of uh, watch this with the same enthusiasm, but that being said, it is a uh, you know speaking professionally, it's a it's a good Blu-ray, very very solid quality. Anchor Bay and Stars have uh, done a great job with it, and there are lots of bonus features on here. So uh, the I could do without the 3D battle sequence stuff, which seems rather superfluous, but uh, lots of great audio commentary, some very interesting stuff production-wise. It's a really really intensely produced show. And most of the bonus features center on, uh, on how they actually put this thing together, and it's quite impressive, but uh, again, tainted by the, uh, by the death of the man who was originally supposed to have starred in it. True, true. On a
1: lighter note, we have uh, Season 6 of How I Met Your Mother. This is the uh, CBS show that, um, you know, when they announced this, I thought it sounds sound so lame, and uh, we're in Season 6 now. 24 episodes. This, of course, is the one with uh, Jason Segel and uh, Neil Patrick Harris. And, uh, you know I, just, I know, I don't buy it. Okay. Everyone loves Modern Family. Modern Family, big, big show. It just won the Emmy for Best Series. Three-disc set, uh, complete second season, Modern Family, good stuff. This I don't
0: i don't think it's that great, though. I know I'm a naysayer. Shoot me, but whatever.
1: Maybe I will shoot you. Okay. What do you think of that? I'll do the show with someone else. Fine. Uh Anyway, it's a boatload of Emmy Awards. Everybody raves about this show. It is really funny. Special features include um, a bunch of stuff I can't read because I need glasses, uh, although I did watch them. Uh, Deleted scenes, a couple featurettes, music video, good stuff. Modern Family. Uh, Cleveland Show. Uh, Cleveland Show is a, as you know, I'm a huge, huge fan of Family Guy. In fact, wait, I'll have you know that as I'm driving to work every day, sitting in traffic, I stream Family Guy episodes on my iPhone.
0: That's a little obsessive, don't you think? No,
1: it means that I am actually watching TV instead of driving or paying attention to the road. Yeah, all right. I'm just saying. Okay. Anyway, so uh, The Cleveland Show is part of uh, Seth MacFarlane's uh, d- complete and utter domination of uh, the Fox animated lineup other than The Simpsons. And uh, The Cleveland Show um, has been on for two seasons. This is the season two DVD we're talking about now. And I'm not a huge fan of the show, I have to say. I, it's, it was a little, it's crafty that they would take the African-American character and give him his own show and sort of do slight tweaks to the humor. It's not as self reverential, it's not as pop culture crazy as the other shows. Uh but I just think it's just uh, not as funny. What can I say? Season okay. 2 of Cleveland show not that into it. Uh Glee complete second season. This is on Blu-ray. I I thought Glee was really cute the first season. Now I'm a little bit
0: over it. it. It's it it is kind of starting to to, to wear thin, isn't it?
1: Also, because you know what, I every time they cover a song, I just hate it. I just hate it. It's so, just so, goddamn horrible. <laughs> they just take these songs and they just, you know what? It, destroy them. At first, it was cute. Yeah, it was kind of nice. It was cute. You know, yeah. nice, nice little take. It's kind of cutesy. But you know what? You're 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 fifty episodes in, and I don't want to hear the all girls choir version of "Don't Stop Believing" or all these greats. It's just, it's just so lame.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: Anyway, but you know what? At least Carol Burnett got some work out of this. Uh, We all love Carol Burnett. And uh, yeah, season two, good stuff on Blu-ray. It's a well-shot show, so it looks good. Uh, The craziest success story, I think, sitcom-wise on television, has to be the enduring popularity of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Which
0: some of our fans really love, by the way. We got a bunch of emails saying we love this show.
1: Yeah, this started as a bunch of online uh, shorts. Uh, it was pretty much like an online spec. Mm-hmm. These guys, they they just yep. they shot it themselves. Yep. Grabbed a camera, shot it themselves, pitched it. Danny DeVito became interested for no other reason. He liked it. He wasn't looking for a cut. He wasn't looking for anything. He just yep. liked the guys. He liked the uh, shorts. He went for it. And six seasons later, we have Always Sunny in Philadelphia season six. This show gets weirder and weirder as it goes along. It is uh, pretty funny, I have to say, uh, from time to time. There's a blooper reel, which is pretty funny. Some deleted and extended scenes, audio commentaries on a couple of the episodes, and um, the new season of Philadelphia is coming. Mm. But until then, season six of a pretty good show. It's a, it, it's a it's it's a little bizarre. It's a, it's a bizarre show.
0: And uh, so oh, Supernatural oh, season. That. Yeah.
1: Now wait, Supernatural season six. I just love Supernatural. Yeah, I know you do. I just think this show is great. How we, it, it,
0: has this become like the, the new? This is we review and it seems like a season of this every week. How, how many episodes of this thing are there? No, you, you know what? Because all these. CW... Or am I confusing this with the Vampire Diaries? All these are all the same. All
1: these CW shows are the same. Uh, Supernatural season six. Aired last year. It's, uh, it you know, debuted in 2005. I cannot believe it lasted that long. But then again, it doesn't really take much to be popular on the CW because um, who cares about the CW?
0: By the way, you know what I found interesting? If you look at the Nielsen ratings, just for this last week, for example, there, there are these huge drops in, in uh, viewership numbers when you get from uh, after eight. Like it's 10 million for the top, per, at least to eight, 10 million, like 20 million for uh, two and a half men. And then there's you know Dancing with the Stars and a couple others of like fourteen and sixteen, and then uh, it's all kind of ten and eleven down through eight, and then it drops. And then there's a couple of Spanish language telenovelas that get like four million viewers. But truly, it's like everyone's only watching about eight shows. Oh, absolutely. When
1: I'll tell you when I um, when I used to work on Later with Greg Kinnear, I was a producer on that show. Uh, this is back during the uh, the Seinfeld, yeah. you know, uh, musty Thursday heyday. Yeah, literally. We would always get our biggest numbers on Thursday nights. Yeah. Because NBC was the big thur- – that, that, The NBC Thursdays was the TV phenomenon oh, yeah, of the it week.
0: it was it. It was it. All the Cheers and Cosby Show. You can go way back on for but, years and years and years. Friends, yeah. But, but the
1: amazing thing is that we would always get our biggest numbers on Thursdays. Yeah. Now, our show aired at 1.35 in the morning. I remember that. Now, what does that mean? That means that people turned on Seinfeld at 8.00. And we're so lazy, fat, and stupid <laughs> that they literally did not turn the channel for like six hours, and we would get our biggest ratings on Thursdays. Always, Amazing. it was just bizarre. Well, but because the thing is, is that when you're up late, like like when when your show's are on late like that, your competition mm. is not other shows. Your True. competition is sleep. Yep. So obviously, those numbers start to dwindle and dwindle and dwindle, and that's why every tenth of a point is so crucial.
0: Amazing. Well, we got a few minutes left to uh, knock out a few more classic TV uh, bits here. Mickey Spillane's Mike Hammer, you know, uh, we talked some weeks ago about Kiss Me Deadly, the Criterion release of the 1955 uh, Mike Hammer movie. And uh, just three short years later, they threw Mike Hammer on television, courtesy of Mickey Spillane himself, with uh, Darren McGavin in the lead. And uh, it only lasted 78 episodes, one less than Star Trek, I should say. But uh, it's still a good show and very well done, very hard-boiled, not high production value necessarily, even by standards of the day. It feels a little bit, uh, little bit set-bound. But you know what? It's, uh, it's still a good show, well-written, and uh, a nice—actually, uh, I, I think it's better than the uh, Stacey Keach thing that uh, came out many years later in the 80s. Uh, we also have Kojak Season 2, Telly yeah. Savalas, who loves you, baby.
1: Come on. I used to love Kojak.
0: Get you some Kojak. Uh, Get get your Kojak on? Get your Kojak on. Uh, (laughs) This is season two, and uh, you know what? It's just... The show really dates very well, i got to tell you. It does not. It does. It just, it just feels really cool, and it's all because of Telly Savalas. He's just such a great television presence, and you know me. I love 70s cop shows. I really do, it's, uh, whether it's Kojak, Manic, Starsky, and no, Hutch.
1: I, no, I, I liked uh, Streets of San Francisco. Streets
0: of San Francisco, uh, You know, even, yeah. even, the, even the one with that murderer. Uh, what was it called? Robert Blake. Oh, uh, uh, Beretta. Thank you. I'm feeding one to you. Oh, my gosh. I, the no, Times. i mean
1: Barnaby Jones. Can you imagine nowadays... Oh,
0: I love that, too, in Y5O. How do we leave that out? Better than the new version.
1: Can you imagine giving a primetime show like that to, like, an 85-year-old man?
0: Uh, yeah, it, that wouldn't I mean, happen.
1: It, it. It, 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 was, it was that, and it was Angela Lansbury's Murder, She Wrote, which is on CBS, which at the time was yeah. a very older, skewing network. Along,
0: along with uh, Matlock. Uh, anyway, we also have three CSIs. Oh, my gosh. This just doesn't end. This is uh, the ninth season of CSI Miami the 11th season of the original CSI, and the 7th season of CSI New York. All of which I have to say to people, come on, how much CSI do you really need? How much Law & Order and CSI can you stomach? It's unbelievable. It's all the freaking same. It's just in a different city, all this stuff. And even with Law & Order, it's all in the same city. And I I like Law & Order, but geez, enough already.
1: You you realize that they have Law & Order UK. I know it started in 2009. I know that that, that is and Law and
0: Order: Los Angeles, which didn't last at all. We talked about that last that week. That is Dick Wolf,
1: that guy. Oh my
0: gosh! I mean, How the, rich only is that guy. Keep, the only thing that keeps this stuff going are the actors. I got to say, Gary Sinise is terrific. Even if this thing, you know, the CSI New York gets old, but the extras on here are not fabulous. And look, you know, it's all designed basically around the uh, you know people who just love the show. Everything else is just featurettes and uh, extended scenes and whatnot. And uh, you know, there it is. Um, and with that, we're going to wrap this up with uh, a reminder that we are giving away that... Uh, that cr- I, Yeah, Mark's showing me. We'll, next, oh, week. next week. Next uh, week. Yeah.
1: Okay, you know, week. I, I take that back. I don't care. Yeah.
0: Uh, we're going to wrap this up. Remember, we're giving away two of those Craig Ferguson DVDs. So send us emails to gods at with Ferguson in the subject, F-E-R-G-U-S-O-N. Don't spell it funny or anything because it all gets filtered according to spelling. Just F E R G U S O N, and uh, just uh, include your name and your address, and uh, two of you will be the lucky winners. As long as you get us uh, your emails, time and st- date stamped before October first. And with that, we uh, we will be back next week with more fantastic Blu-rays and DVDs. This is Wade and Mark.
1: Uh, goodbye.